Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. And thank you for tuning in to episode 84 of the Plug and Play podcast. My name is Zach, and alongside me as always is Tim. Welcome, minions. The, the green spike sounds pretty good, actually, when you talk like that. Well, I have to project, and I don't usually talk like that. Yeah, well. Project your voice. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, guys, so we are here to talk about games, what we've been up to, and most importantly, what seems to be our biggest segment right now is Heck and Kick It. So uh, let's get this thing started. Sure. Um, so we start off by talking about what we've been up to this week. And yep. For whatever reason, I seem to go first. Yep. But I want to get out of the way this week because some pretty exciting things happened for you this week. So. Um, I had a funny story I haven't told you, by the way. Yeah, yeah. can't wait to hear it. See, I should just skip my part. <laughs> All right, I'll be fast. Um, so last week I told you my wife is having a big convention, and one of the highlights of that convention was um, an event they were running, which was a little cruise on the Portland Spirit, which is like this um, big boat that it's runs. Like it's got a wheel. It doesn't have a wheel. Oh, is it not the wheel one? It's not the wheel one. It's the other one. Oh, okay. So it's just um, like a little mini, like it's a yacht almost. Kind of like a tiny version of a cruise ship. Yeah. So it's running on a river, not the ocean. So it runs up and down the Willamette River. We, I think we went to, like, Oregon City or Milwaukee and back or something. I'm, I'm not really sure. Like... It was dark, so it was hard to see landmarks. Yeah. Um, but basically, we all get on the boat. get two drink tickets and then dinner served to us which was pretty nice i got parmesan chicken and a salad the cake after Only dinner two drink tickets though well hold on i'm not done with my story so i got to ride on a boat i got to get drinks tasty treats i started with two tickets i and ended you up mugged with another person i ended up with seven uh, how did you end up with seven drink tickets you um, mugged two old ladies took their so that's four no i'm just crafty okay i'm just crafty Let's you're like play. i don't know i lost my drink tickets no i looked for people who uh Help your brother out. Yep. Yeah. You can use that? No, I'll take care of that for you. Don't worry about it. I'll return it back to the captain. Don't worry about it. So, um, yeah, it was a really smooth boat ride. Like, we didn't actually realize when it, it took off in the morning. We said it was, just it was a shit day. Right. It was, like it was a actually, super windy day. It was actually windy and rainy and everything, but, like, it was so smooth. Like, my mom was all making fun of me saying I was going to get, like, seasick, and I was drinking on top of that. <laughs> no, no problems. Um, just totally smooth ride. It was, um, like I said, dark outside, and it was hard to see the, the landmarks, but coming back to Portland was actually pretty cool, because all the lights kind of come into view of the city, the bridges, um, so that was pretty sweet. Fun little boat ride. 
And then the other, only other big thing that happened this week was actually yesterday. Um, I had one of the hardest workouts I've ever had. Like, it was intense. What the hell are you doing? So, I think it was called Chrissy or something. They name certain workouts. Okay. Christy, I don't know. Anyway, this particular workout is, is a partner workout. It's 50 rounds, 5 pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. What the hell's an air squat? You just squat okay. from a standing position, squat, stand up. Okay. Um, you squat so your butt's below your knees. Yeah. Um, so you do a round of that, or two if you felt like it, and then meanwhile your partner's holding a 53-pound kettlebell. Oh. So, and you switch off, so it's 50 rounds of that. Can you care to guess how long that took me to do, or us to do? An hour and a half? Yeah, you were close. Um, so we were the last team to finish. The first team finished in about 43 minutes. Holy shit. We, well, I'm an older guy. We finished in 68 minutes. Oh. It was 68 minutes of hell. No shit. And Who's I, your partner, Dale? No, uh, it was a guy named Eli, uh, uh. Elijah, sorry. Okay. So, yeah. Did that hurt like hell the next morning? Yeah, no shit. Um, still taking Advil and, yeah. Yeah. Hoping the next workout. fucking CrossFit people are freaks. Well, whatever, mister. I go to the gym every day. You should relate on some level. That's true. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's the big things of my week. I'm just going to get out of the way so you can tell your story. Okay. So I went to the gym this week, guys. Yeah. Tell me about your intense workout. Yes. Which one? I'll see. Look at him. Which one? There's so many I forgot. <laughs> so anyways, guys, we did that. Um, I also did my taxes this week. Taxes Woo! are awesome. and Death and taxes. Covered yeah. all in the Plug and Play podcast. Exactly. So, taxes, awesome. Um, and then we also, one of my buddies from another podcast called Married to the Games podcast, um, if you guys haven't heard of them, go check them out, um, came into town because he is uh, like... I, not, I wouldn't really call him a backup singer, but he's, like, there's, like, a main singer, and then, like, he is, like, the next person, but there are people behind him that sing, so he's, like, not the main guy, but, like, he has main parts, and people feed off of him that are behind him, hmm. so it's, like, he's been there long enough to where, like, the main singer will be, like, here, you do this, like, on stage, and then he'll go and, like, do, like, his own freestyle or whatever he wants to do on the stage. Um, but anyways, he also runs a gaming podcast, and I've been listening to it religiously for two years. Just so happens that uh, his boss came to town this week, um, and I got to finally meet up with him. Portland, Oregon. Head down, we went to Brunch Box. Nice. Which is an awesome place to eat down, and I actually thought it was a... Uh, a uh, food cart because you pass a shitload of food carts. It's not a food cart anymore? It's not. It's in actually a building. Huh. I yeah. didn't know that. They must, that must be a new development. They are in a new in a building right past all the food carts but it was pouring down rain when we were going there. So it's good that it wasn't a food cart. Exactly. Because Gabe and I were like driving up there and another guy from Aberdeen, Washington that listens to the podcast was driving down mm-hmm. and uh it was just pouring down, and I'm just like, oh, dear God, Gabe's like, we can't do a food cart, because he's, like, not dressed. He's from Tennessee, so he's not dressed for, like, pouring down rain. So we went and did the brunch box. It was delicious. From the brunch box, we walked... Wait, did you get the cheeseburger? I did not. I got the Outlaw. So, for those of you who don't know, the cheeseburger is two grilled cheese sandwiches with the burger in between. So, I got the Outlaw with 
a with the uh, French toast nice. on top and bottom. Nice. So uh, I will have to check it out next time because I'm definitely going back. Nice. But uh, yeah, it was delicious. Uh, thanks to Tim, he gave us that because I texted him like immediately in the morning. He's like, "Hey, food places Portland." He, he texted me, "What's a good place for lunch in Portland?" It's like, <laughs> "Holy crap, we're a foodie city." You just want me to give you one like place? Like. Well, Give me kind of a rough idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it turned out to be um, it was delicious. a building. Well, I knew it was delicious, but I'm glad it turned out to be a building. Yeah, so that sucked. Um, we did that, and then from there we had a few hours to kill us, so we walked on down the ground control. Nice. Got our ground control on. This is your first time to ground control, right? It was, okay. and it was a lot of fun. Um, very small, but Gabe grew up very poor and with a lot of arcades, mm-hmm. so he can spot a machine from the other side of ground control that is ready to go and already has credits in it. So literally... Wow, that's kind of a weird talent. Yeah, he was pretty insane. Because he was on the phone with his wife, and he was like, Hey, Zach. And I was like, yeah? And he's like, Hey, that machine right down over there. Hit the buttons and let's go. And I was like, okay. And I was like, went down the reach, put quarters in. He slaps the button and the damn game turns on. He's like, dude, I saw it back there. Like, this game's good to go. I was like, all right. I was like, well, that's a weird coincidence. And it happened like four more times during the day. And I was like, there's no freaking way. But yeah, this guy can spot a ready-to-go or missing one coin ready-to-go machine. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty cool talent. Um, We did that. And then also, because he is uh, what he is for the musician, um, he deals with all PR requests. Uh And since they are on tour buses basically year-round, um, or during the tour season anyways, uh, they don't really feel like walking and stuff when they get to their destinations, and they don't want to pay for taxis everywhere. So you've seen the hoverboards, right? Yes. So there's a thing called the one wheel. Is it pretty much the same thing? or Pretty much, except for it's a skateboard. Imagine a skateboard deck mm-hmm. that has a slit in the center with a big off-road-looking fat like Mario Kart-style wheel in it. Okay. One of them, obviously. And if you lean forward, the gyroscope and the wheel leads you that way. You lean backwards, and it takes you that way. Okay. So basically, it's a cross between skateboarding and snowboarding. And less likely to catch on fire? Less likely to catch on fire. That's the bonus. Yep. So anyways, they uh, he's been working with them. The other guy from Aberdeen left, so it was just me and Gabe hanging out. And we had like two more hours to kill before he had to be back to get ready for the show. And uh, so we went out in search of this one wheel he contacted the person at one wheel they told them where to go get it they set it up we showed up we signed our lives away we signed off a warranty saying that if we died during the use of the one wheel we would not sue he instantly wrote down gabriel and put his last name and then wrote his phone number so they would call him and not my wife when i died on the one wheel (laughs) and uh he did the same for me so his wife would not be bothered by his death of stupidity um, I did not realize I was supposed to be riding the one wheel until we got there, and then he instantly said that the white guy has to do it first. Oh, nice. So I got on the one wheel, and... Uh, so how, how easy was it to pick up how to ride Don't look it? at your feet. Just don't look at your don't feet? Don't look at your feet. So I made the mistake of looking at my feet, and when you look at your feet, you're looking at them wobbling, and mm-hmm. that makes you wobble more. Now, I thought I was doing really good. I got pretty far away, and I could hear Gabe in the background go like, How is it? And I was like, It's fun! And, uh, you know, trying to be cool and stuff because I didn't want to make look like an idiot in front of this guy that I've been listening to for years and it's, like, pretty pretty big and famous and I want to make a good impression on him. So, like, it's cool, it's cool. And my head, I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And uh, so I didn't look up 
and I wasn't really paying attention where I was going, and I ended up inadvertently going down an aisle with a bunch of canoes. Oh, no. And uh, so I'll tell you my side of the story, and then I'll tell you what was happening over with Gabe and the salesperson okay. after. So I'm going down this aisle. I look up, see I'm in canoe aisles, realize I really don't want to be on this aisle. So I tried to take a left next to a wall, <laughs> accidentally clipped the wall, oh, shit. fell, hit the wall, but my foot that was on the center that told the one wheel to stop going is the foot that I put on the floor that I pushed down with, so the one wheel kept going and tapped the canoe. Uh-oh. And the sign on the front of the, on the front of the canoes, these are long canoes, you know, they're like 20, 30 feet. Then one canoe makes up a whole entire aisle. And so they couldn't see me, and there's a sign standing on the tips of the canoes, and it falls from the top and hits the ground. And I'm like, oh. You oh, said it falls and hits. I'm oh. like, I thought you were saying it hits a person. No, no, no. So it falls, hits the ground, makes a big loud boom, and that's what's really loud in my perspective is the boom, mm -hmm. and I'm super embarrassed. And I can hear the salesperson go, oh, no. <laughs> so I instantly, so I instantly yell out, I'm okay, I'm okay. Gabe, I can hear him laughing his ass off on the other side of the freaking store. And uh, so I get on the one wheel, mm -hmm. and I get more wobbly, and then instantly make it around the canoes without hitting them. Take it to Gabe, take off the helmet, and say, it's yours. Have fun. I'm never touching that again. And uh, so he does work. He makes it like 10 feet and falls off of it. And then he does pretty good. He goes pretty slow. I was going pretty fast. It goes up to 15 miles an hour. Oh, wow. That's and pretty fast for... if you download the One Wheel app on your phone, you can sync it with the Wi-Fi Deliminator and take away the speed limits on it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, anyways... So, how fast would it go then? I don't know. They wouldn't say. Hmm. But, anyways, um, so that was my side of the story. Gabe's side of the story is I take off, and he sees me venture down the canoe aisle, and the salesperson goes, Oh, no... We just had a person go down that aisle last week. There's a bunch of oars on the other side of it. And the guy knocked over the whole entire oar display. And there was oars everywhere. And it took forever to pick them up and put them back together again. At that time... And then Gabe they, said, oh, really? <laughs> no. And at that point, the second that the guy said, we had a huge disaster with oars, all they hear is... <laughs> from across the fucking there goes Zach <laughs> and Gabe just started laughing the guy kind of beats feet it around the corner so tall and ass towards me and Gabe can hear me in the distance going I'm okay I'm okay <laughs> so that was that we instantly beat feet it out of there we had to get him back um, and we ended up going to the concert that night my wife and I um, and got floor seats so this is what it sounded like to us um, at the concert.
So anyways, guys, that was the concert that we were at. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Um, and we're looking forward to them coming back into town. They come back this summer. So maybe we'll have some more one-wheel fun stories to tell you guys. It won't be in store. Maybe let, me, be... let, let me tell you right now mm-hmm. that this store was the worst store in the world to ever demonstrate a new product that's dangerous in. I'm they had they screwdrivers. You... They had benches. The walkways were literally as wide as my desk. And they're having you learn on this thing in that space. Oh, that's where they wanted you to learn. Yeah. That was their idea. That was the only place that they they would let you take it. You could not take it outside. And their store was packed. <laughs> that makes no Zero sense. sense. That's, wow. Yeah, okay. it was terrible. But it was a lot of fun at the same point. And then I got in the car, I was driving back. Gabe just started busting up laughing. I asked him what he was laughing about. He goes, you got to hear what this guy was saying when you fell. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, that's the reason why I was laughing so hard. Not at you. I was laughing at the fact that it was perfect timing. Nice. So that was fun. We did that concert. And, uh, yeah, that was really cool. This week also, guys, um, head over to iTunes. There's a new podcast called ASA Game Talk, which I got the pleasure of being on the very first episode, episode zero, or Sub-Zero, as I called it, um, of basically it's me and the guys over at Skyrimatic Podcast um, and the Fallout Feed Podcast, and uh, just talking about gaming in general, talking about back to the old histories of, what was it, the Atari 2600. Yep, ColecoVision. Um, yeah, ColecoVision, um, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, stuff like that. So next week, episode one, I guess it would be technically episode two, um, is we're not really sure what that one's going to be about, but I will more than likely be on it again. So head over there, check it out. Um, but talking about game talk, yeah, what games have you been playing? Because you got this game that I really want to play that you so, like played a shitload of this weekend. I had a bunch of games to review last week, and I got through them, and I did some pretty good reviews, I think. But I wanted to play something that I wanted to play this week. So I pretty much played through most of the whole game of Life is Strange. I had previously um, played through episode one and just maybe an hour into episode two. That's pretty much the whole episode, right? No. There's about two or three hours per episode. So I played episode two. Holy shit, you played a lot of games this weekend. You didn't play Game of Thrones in all this time? See... It doesn't start out that way, but by the end of Life is Strange, you end up making a choice that's just about as monstrous as anything is in Game of Thrones. You haven't beat and it yet, so you I don't made, know. I, oh, I'm pretty sure I know. I'm pretty sure you don't know. I, I, I would put Next this, weekend, Tim's playing Game of Thrones. I would put this the final choice up against most things in Game of Thrones. The following weekend, Tim needs to be put on suicide watch from Life is Strange and Game of Thrones. <laughs> so I like Life is Strange a lot. Um, it's an uneven game, though. Like There's some really bad dialogue in the game, like where they're trying to talk. It's developed by a French team called Don't Nod, who's um, made a, another game I really liked called Remember Me. Um, but the dialogue, they're trying to write, like, for, you know, teenagers. Yeah. And it just doesn't hit home with you? Sometimes it's painful. Like, oh, I'm, I'm just like, why didn't the voice actors say, like, nobody really talks like this? <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, you know, you get paid for a job and you, you say the lines, but... You can at least advise have you ever them. Have you ever heard anyone refer to someone as a shaka bra? 
I, what's I've, up, Shaka Bra? Never heard. No, never heard that. In I real didn't life. realize I'm not down with the kids, but I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. <laughs> I don't think it's been hella, for a long time. Hella is in the game a lot. That's hella cool. It's hella not. <laughs> um, so that was a little bit jarring. Um, the, <laughs> it's hella cool. But there's it's a good. Hella not. But the character, despite the bad, sometimes bad dialogue. The characters are really cool. You end up caring about several of them a lot, um, which is important um, to the final choice. Um, the game goes into some dark places sometimes, and other times it's just about, I don't know, getting through college, basically. Would you say it goes into... The game is heavily influenced... Sword and scale? Yes. There is... Um, part of the game is a mystery of what happened to a missing girl named Rachel... And you will find out what happened to Rachel. And as you're probably guessing, it's not a happy end for Rachel. The character go. raped Rachel? Uh, not a happy end for Rachel. Oh. I mean, maybe. Don't want to get into too spoilery. <laughs> um, I mean, I do need, still need to play it. The game does a really good thing of uh, keeping you guessing guessing who the... Killer is? Or what The bad happened. person. Yeah. As it may be. I'm not going to say if it's killing, rape, or kidnapping, or whatever. Um, or aliens could be aliens it's a Square Enix game anything's possible um, the final episode was a bit of a letdown I'm going to just go ahead and say that now um, episode 3 through 4 was really the high point for me right in the middle um, I ended episode 3 at like two how many the, episodes? there's 5 Okay. in like 2 in the morning and I just wanted to keep playing like I gotta go to bed I gotta go to bed I wanna keep playing <laughs> Um, I'm kind of glad I didn't play it as the episodes came out, because it would have killed me between episode 3 and 4. Really? And same for 4 and 5, although 5 kind of dropped the ball. Okay. But, yeah. So you're saying I should stop at episode 4? No, no, you're going to want to play through it. Okay. It's just, 5 is not the best episode, which is unfortunate, because that's the the last episode. Okay. You won't be able to not play through it. You're going to want to know what happens. Okay. It's just... It it's just not as it exciting. It could have been done better. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll quit talking about that. The other only other game I played was uh, Gauntlet Slayer for a little bit with my kids. Okay. Finally got to introduce them to uh, the goodness that is Gauntlet. Um, that's the game we previewed way back a couple packs ago with Alienware um, when we had those giant turkey legs. Gauntlet? Yeah. Gauntlet, yep. Man, I remember that. That it was fun. ended up being a fleet. That's where we got in the t- uh, Telltale fight. Yes, where I'd hold you back from punching someone from saying Telltale games suck. Yep. You're defending their honor. Yeah. Um, but that's what I've been playing this week. What about Hashtag you? Hashtag defend their honor. <laughs> I mean, I did have a turkey leg. You did I have mean, a turkey leg. I was leg. pretty, like, barbarian. You were, like, sharpen into a shank and yeah, stab a fool. exactly. So this week, guys, uh, majority of my time is spent on mobile. So I actually ventured out and picked up a few new mobile games. Um... Like? Like Alto's Adventure. Um, I think we spoke about that last week. We did. Um, I also picked up a game called Stack, which is literally, I'm showing Tim right now, a stacking game. So what happens is, uh, well, maybe it'll, uh, no. So this is Stack. So Stack is squares, and you have to tap the screen, and you have to try to stack them up. And as you stack them up, if you don't get them perfectly, the edges fall off. And you have to try to stack it as high as you possibly can. 
My best right now is 34, and I just tap, 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 tap. But as Tim sing, the edges will fall off. But it makes it cool musical when you actually stack perfectly. So Tim stacked 35. My best is 38, so meh. And then I also picked up a game called Survive. Yeah, Survive. And I haven't really got a chance to dive into this one yet, but from what I can tell, it's a text-based game um, with cool sound effects. So basically, you're in the wilderness. The very first opening scene is uh, you in a car. Your first choice is to step on the gas pedal or to get out and inspect. So does it tell you anything before that choice? Yeah, your car's stuck. Oh, okay. So I stepped on the gas pedal, and it says that it got more stuck. Wait, go, Zach. Yeah. So I had to get out and inspect. And then basically it gives you the options of like, uh, well, we're going to look it up really quick. So new game. It's loading. Still loading, guys. So it has cool like rain sound effects and like sound effects for everything that you're doing. Um, so hit the gas pedal. Oh, it's stuck. So we're going to get out of the car and assess. And now it gives you the option for shelter, which is your vehicle currently. You can look at your inventory. You can need food or you can travel. If you hit travel, you can go to a sparse forest or hilltop. These are all randomly generated. So we're going to walk. And it gives you things like closer to safety by three miles. Travel time, two to three hours. So I'm going to travel that. You travel that direction. You travel three, three miles and now you're at a hilltop. So... Then when you get away from the vehicle, it gives you the options like water, fire, shelter, crafting, inventory, food, forage, animals, and travel. So, and you also have to keep track of your body heat, your hydration levels, your stamina, and your energy levels. Um, so it's a pretty in-depth little game. It's pretty cool. Um, it seems pretty fun from what I played the half hour that I played. I made it 18 miles and then died. So I don't know how he didn't find help in 18 miles he must be out in the middle of nowhere that's a really long distance yeah so um well it's gonna happen in procedurally generated i mean yeah that's kind of a nonsense number really exactly so that's cool yeah it's a lot of fun so we did that and then also i am back in the nba 2k16 shocking shocking i hacked it now so instead of being 82 games in a season there's only 14 so my seasons go a little bit quicker wow yeah okay. so did that, and then now I'm also playing some Dying Light. I got a little bit further than that. I didn't get too many hours into Dying Light. I got like an hour or two into Dying Light. And then as well, I picked up Insurgency. Actually, I've had Insurgency. I played Insurgency again. Um, I reinstalled it. Um, Insurgency is an FPS. Um, it basically has been seems like a bunch of idiots have taken the game over it wasn't as fun as i remember it being when it first originally came out that's really too bad yeah so um didn't have very much fun with that insurgency you kind of gotta like you can't just choose any weapon that they offer like you gotta fit into a certain role and so it's kind of shitty especially when you get on teams that like people are already on and playing and stuff so does that mean you have to like conform to whatever is left that the team is missing yeah so, like, whether that be, like, a sniper or a rifleman or a marksman or heavy gun or whatever, you have to conform to whatever slots are available for the team. All right. So, kind of stupid, but, I mean, it's, uh, it used to be fun. Um, it d was not as fun as I remember it being. Can we go back time. to Dying Light, then? 
Yeah. Do you have, do you have a gun yet? No, I don't. Okay. But I have seen a, people with a lot more guns, so I'm thinking I'm getting close. All right. So I'm hoping to have a gun by next episode. Because I'm hoping to play some more. Zach needs to get a gun. I need to get a gun because these zombies are getting hard. They're, they're definitely getting difficult. So. Cool. Yeah. So anyways, that's the games I've been playing. But now on to your new segment. Yes, let's talk about tech. Um, so my piece of tech this week is called the Polar H7. So I talked about the gym a while ago. Um, so I, not to get into stupid personal stuff too much, but I have um, a new medication which is making it hard for me to work out. I've been uh, panting and getting winded a lot faster. So I wanted to know where my, where my pulse was at so I could kind of breathe, like focus on breathing, get myself back in the right zone. Um, and the only downfall of my smartwatch is, it is a model that doesn't have a heart rate sensor. And before, that was not a big deal to me, but with my workout goals, this became important. So, What does... Uh... The Polar H7 is a Bluetooth uh, heart rate sensor, which syncs up to my phone and by extension my watch. Why are you keeping track of your heart rate during your workout? So, you want to stay in the zone. Like, if I'm working out so hard that I'm my pulse is like 190 per minute, I'm going to be panting, I'm going to be out of breath, I'm not going to be able to continue. This has been happening to me the last two weeks. The 68-minute workout I talked about, I probably would have died. <laughs> well, not died, but I would have passed out and just, like, flopped on the floor. Un- Hashtag to... episode 84, Tim is back from the dead. I told you, death and taxes would cover everything on, this, on the show. So, anyway, um, the thought is, if I if I have a constant way to check my, my beats per minute, I can slow down a little bit, I can breathe, I can do things to compensate. So, um, I hook up this... I got a, a deal at Best Buy. Um, they used to be like 80 bucks. I've got one for 50 plus a coupon, but whatever. I got a good deal on Polar H7. Um, synced it up. Uh, no problems with my phone. The problem I had was the, the app that comes with the Polar H7 is geared towards um, tracking like workouts, and I wanted to just look down at my watch and see what my current Your pulse was. So I actually went through five or six fitness apps trying to just get that to happen when then I had a facepalm moment of like, oh wait I bet I could just find an Android Wear watch face that takes that data and sure enough there is so I was trying to do it a really complicated way um, once hashtag I, fail yeah but I figured it out yeah. so I, I just downloaded a watch face which takes like two seconds hardly any memory on the phone or the watch um, I could switch to that watch face whenever I want, put the chest strap on then I know what um, my pulse rate is while I'm working out, and then I can um, do a lot more. I can do a 68-minute workout, keeping my pulse rate between 160 and 170 per minute without dying. Cool. So, yeah, that's my tech. tech Sweet. I think you got something, too. I don't you? do. My, so, mine's not... Oh, I guess technically I paid it for is. it. So, guys, I've been running into an issue with playing these Android games. I haven't been able to review them. Um, I haven't been able to review them because you can't get any video because Android doesn't have a built-in screen capture device. So I went on the hunt for a screen capturing screen recorder, per se, um, and which is easy to find if you just Google search TVs, type in screen recorder. But I went out looking for the best one. Um, so I came across AZ Screen Recorder. Basically what it does is it takes full advantage of your smartphone or your smart devices front-facing and rear-facing cameras. You can position your camera, your 
quote-unquote webcam wherever you want to on the screen it records in 920 to 1080 you can go also go up to 25 or 2 uh, 2560 by 1440 um, if you'd like to resolution you can choose frame rates all the way up to 60 down to 24 um, you can change the orientation on it you can record from your uh, microphone on the phone or on your device you can do overlay so you can type you can have a text overlay or a logo overlay or both um, on them change the font colors font text font styles all type of shit you can have uh, show touches um, for visual feedback um, to record that or not to record it you can show your camera or don't show your camera and in your camera settings you can have different aspect ratios you can have different sizes of a window you can change the opacity and there's even an effects where you can change it to mono which is white and black or sepia um, you can do timed recordings a countdown um, basically you can a time lapse so if you want to show a 30 minute video and you want it to be three times as fast or two-thirds as slow you can do that um, so I have a question like you want to record game footage obviously yeah so how do you start and stop recording when your main screen is filled up with the game so there is an awesome thing called magic button so single tap on the top right area of the screen to pause and resume double tap to stop double tap double tap to stop it or long touch to draw so you can actually draw on the screen and circle stuff that you're doing or draw arrows to things and stuff like that and it will record those as well cool so uh yeah just pretty fun um there's also stopping options um so you can do show red blinking dot single tap on the red dot to pause resume or stop um, stop on screen off, stop on shake, and you can also do it on stop on a limited amount of time. The thing about this is when you open it, it gives you the option to move this little bar around on your screen that has the record settings, and then this is where it has a little previous videos. Right. Um, when you tap it, it brings up the previous recordings. Um, and you can go into different applications without having to record, and this thing just sits over top. So you can get into whatever app or game you want or you can set the time timer to where it counts down for when you're recording very cool so and then the little webcam you can actually turn it on to where you can move the webcam i obviously have that turned off i also have our logo down at the bottom right um but i have the you can move the webcam around so if you're playing a game that's very directional based um then you can uh move the webcam to reveal that part of the screen and nice. stuff like that to the viewers so a lot of fun i look um, forward to your review of alto's adventure yeah i and crash lands and stack and survive now um you know i think i paid 4.99 for it the only thing that it really unlocked uh for me was the ability to do the webcam and the ability to add my logo it never adds a watermark of their own That's cool. um, and you can completely use all the features besides those and the magic button i believe okay so and it has a little video editor in it too that's built in you can trim off the front the back as much as you want or you can trim from the middle sounds so, great yeah it's a lot of fun i might have to look into that myself yeah it's really cool so 
That brings us to why they should like us to rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. No, because we had a question last week. Did you check our email bag? God damn it, I think somebody came in. I'm going to hum a little um, song while Zach checks our email bag about our question. Oh, I can just tell you the question. Last week we asked, um, do you think old dev teams need to split to make way for new ideas? So, you know, like with Lionhead's closing um, and the fate of Fable games up in the air, we were asking, you know, do you think sometimes that people get stuck in a rut, um, development teams need to step aside and, you know, let someone new take a crack at it? And I think we got one response from email, which Zach is oh so fast clicking on. And it looks like we have a couple responses, and he's afraid to click on them, but he's going to right now. How do I click on them? I don't know. You set this up, not me. Oh. Okay, so Jessica Robertson says, not really. I don't know much about the dev teams, but most I know about are okay. Sweet. And was the other one a real answer, or was that spam? Um. Bravo, una splendida idea. It uh, looks like it might be Spanish, so I'm going to go to Spanish, Spanish to English. Okay, enter text. <laughs> Good job, Google. Yeah. This is translate from Italian. Oh. Bravo. A wonderful idea. Thanks, Eileen. Thanks. Anyways, um Those hmm. those are our answers. Um so thanks for um Eileen and Jessica for answering our question of the week. Yeah, thank you. Um I did not realize that we had that. That's great. Thank you guys. Keep writing them in. Um awesome. So why should they like us and rate us and view, review us on iTunes? So that we can continue to make more awesome content like you just heard. The end. That's my favorite segment, you know, the whole light. You just, you need to do it. It's the right thing. Um, do we I have... thought you were done. So I was going to say, Tasty Treats, let's go get them. Right, I thought our... you were talking to me. No, let's get our Tasty Treats. All right, let's do this. Hey guys, and we are back, tasty treats in hand. So Tim, why don't you let us know what we are going to be drinking? Not that Darth Vader shit. No, that's my water. My Darth Vader water cup. Um, no, we are enjoying a tasty treat from one of our favorite local brewers. Um, that would be Lewitt Brewing. And this is an Imperial IPA called Storm Shadow. 
Storm Shadow. Yes, ominous name. Let me uh, briefly go to the description of it. So not a storm trooper, but this is like a shadow of a storm. Storm Shadow. Isn't that like a G.I. Joe like ninja or something? Uh, mm-hmm. Storm Shadow seems like a cultural reference. Anyway, um, it's described. This is the beer. Weakened. G.I. Unex- Joe. I thought it sounded familiar. Yeah, he's totally a white guy in a white suit. He's the white ninja. He's he's badass. I remember him. He was he was, he kicked ass. Um, so Storm Shadow, weak and uninspiring beers fall before this imperial master, striding forth with intense hops and full molt body, deftly intertwined in a deadly dance. Disciplined, unwavering, and focused, Storm Shadow will strike without warning and viscerate your palate. So this is ninety uh, IBUs and nine percent. So, just so you guys know a little bit more about the Storm Shadow while Tim's going ahead to pour that, he is a fictional character from G.I. Joe, a real American hero toy line, comic book series, and cartoon series. He is the best known as Cobra Commander's ninja bodyguard and for his history with fellow ninja Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, oh yeah. I remember Snake Eyes. Yeah. He was born in Fresno, played by Lee Byung Han in Brandon Suhu. Or ho. In the movies. Oh, H O L. I don't know. I. So, I think you would approve of us pouring his beer into a teenage mint ninja turtle's glass. Probably. All right. That pretty much empties this half growler. There's a little bit left. All right. Cheers. That's strong for sure. Ooh, that's my tap by APA though. Oh yeah, you're gonna like feel that. that. You're gonna feel that one like a katana slipping through your ribs, or through your throat. No, you won't feel that. Just, you don't feel that kind of slice. Oh. You're just done. Oh. Okay. But this beer is pretty good. It's definitely um intense. It's not a light IPA. This is a, it's a punch you in the face and knock you off a mountain kind of IPA. This is the type of IPA I like to drink. All right. Well, that brings us to our next segment. It's time to kick it. <laughs> Alright, so, Tim, you got this whole little fancy-smancy-pantsy little setup over here. You got your Surface out. You got an Xbox One controller hooked up. I do. So, uh, and you won't tell me what the hell you're going to be doing, so why don't you kick us off? Alright, I just launched something, and I'm going to turn the volume up. Oh, maybe not that loud. Alright. Sound vaguely familiar? Does this look like. What system would you say this reminds you of? Game Boy? Game Boy Color? Not color, I mean just regular Game Boy? Maybe color? So this is a game called Moira. It's already out? I'm getting to it. I'm gonna skip through the cutscene. Just like a classic game, the main character is asleep. Yep. Just like the good. Dude, this is totally like Game Boy. Mm hmm. Fuck, I kinda wanna play this now. You can hear the sounds of him, he's walking around, the, he's talking to people. That's the text right there. I love talking time. I love text like that. Um, I'm just kinda skipping around. Now I'm jumping through the world. Dude, even the music's awesome. So, okay. Let's see if I can. 
It's not touchscreen, bro. It's Game Boy. It doesn't shut down. No, it doesn't. I'm trying to get out of this. I can't get out. I'm stuck in a menu. Maybe I can minimize it? Yes, minimize it, please. Let's go ahead and let the music roll, but I want to minimize it. killed it. Anyway, that game is called Moira. Um, it's a Kickstarter game. That obviously already has some development done. So, yeah, the cool thing about this Kickstarter is it comes with a demo that I just played. And so, do you have to back it for the demo? No. Nice. You just get to check it out. Um, I encourage you all to go to Kickstarter and just search for Moira. That's M-O-I-R-A. Check it out if like old school Game Boy games interest you. Um, totally. It's got a cute little art style, totally reminiscent of his like, uh, his wand reminds mm -hmm. me of uh, the Legend of Zelda uh, Oracle of Seasons. Absolutely, and he wake, yeah. and, like the game starts with him asleep, yeah, asleep just, just yeah. like the Legend of Zelda game. Um, it's a, actually a Spanish developed game, like the country, really? yeah, the country Spain, not yeah, not Mexico, right? Um, and the backer. You can check out the backer video. Oh, it does go to color, though. It does go to color. It's like a, like a special effect that happens later. Um, the backing levels are completely reasonable. Um, early birds you can get for $6 digital copy on Steam plus your name and credits. Um, for $9, $3 more, you get, a, you get not only the Steam copy, but also a digital DRM-free copy in your name and credits. And it goes up from there. You can get a physical copy um, with a collector's digital edition with a digital original comic book, digital instruction manual, and map of the world, all in PDF. That's collector's digital edition is $24. Physical edition with the physical game in the box, physical instruction booklet, physical comic book, physical map of the world of Moira, and the digital version too for $33. So That's freaking epic for a collector like me. So they clearly have, like, at least some development pretty well done. Um, and I'm trying to see where they say they think they'll be completed. I'm not... Oh, June 2017. Okay. So according to their where they are on the development, they think they'll get it done in about a year after yeah. it's funded. They're not asking for a ton of money. Um, they are asking for $13,225. And they currently have um, 4977 with 260 backers. You got 28 days to go. Um, I'm very strongly considering backing the lower tier digital, the Steam code only for six dollars. Um, yeah, the demo is half hour. I really strongly suggest anyone who's remotely interested in a project like this to check out Moira on Kickstarter. What do you got, Zach? So guys, I have a thing called Voodoo, and Tim hasn't heard this, so I'm gonna go out and play the audio. All right. Welcome to Voodoo by Mayday Games, a quick, fun, interactive party game for three to six players. Players use custom-made dice to collect ingredients. Use these acquired ingredients to place whimsical curses on other players. The curses are hilarious and entertaining, like Werewolf. Before rolling the dice, the target must howl like a wolf 
players acquire points when they place curses on each other and when a targeted player does not act out an existing curse. The first player to achieve 11 points is the winner. Can you acquire the needed ingredients to cast friendly curses on your friends and family? Can you keep them laughing as players act out hilarious curses? Find out in Voodoo by Mayday Games. Yeah, my son would love this game. I totally thought of your kid doing... When no, I my son it. especially, he oh, would yeah. just cackle like... Oh, <laughs> I'm like, just with the drama and everything that your son's into and everything... No, um, he would love this. Yeah. So, this is the awesome thing, guys. It is fully back. They're looking for $5,000. They have 8304 currently with 30, 307 backers with 20 days ago. So, this is a for sure thing going to ha be happening. Um, they have... Um, Pledges of, actually, the first five mm -hmm. that jumped on this got it for a dollar. Yeah. So, for $20, you can get the platinum level backer. The first thousand backers at the magic and platinum levels only will get a copy of Voodoo, all stretch rewards, plus special limited edition platinum sticker that is hand-numbered at X through a thousand. So, um... That's $20, jumping to $35, you get Vinny's Voodoo Party, get a copy of Voodoo, all stretch awards, and a oversized plush of Vinny the Voodoo doll. At 112 you get a store backer, physical retail stores and distributors only, no online stores. Back for just $112 and get nine copies of the game in advance for your store, a bonus demo copy, and an oversized plush Vinny for the Voodoo doll. Um... So, introduction, you guys heard on that. Roll five dice. I'm looking for what they're looking for. Stretch goals. Stretch goals. Oh, you add a second copy of Voodoo just for 17. How to add a second copy. Um, reviews. Woot, funded. Upgraded cards at $10,000. $15,000 extra spheres plus six extra score spheres. Um, a Voodoo Vinny for only $35. So that's the only back the things that they have. So better cards and better spheres. So you guys can head over there for currently it is uh, $20. Um, so yeah. And, whoa. They're really limited. They're only selling a thousand of the $20, 175 of the $35, and we're not allowed to buy the 112. Well, we, we might have a, a Zach at Tim store. That's two. I mean, plug and play store. Plug and play store is downtown Battleground. They don't know. Have they been to Battleground? They haven't. And all need, of our shit gets delivered we just, there. We just need seven friends who uh, want the game, too. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, guys, head over to kickstarter.com and check out Voodoo as long as it's available. Um, so, yeah, you get... Uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I kind of really want one. So, anyways, that's my kicker for the week. Moving on to game industry news and events. Tim, why don't you kick us off? <laughs>
Alright, today was a big announcement at uh, GDC. Um, kind of news that. Um, GDC, Tim. Game Developers Conference. Everybody knows that. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry, you probably don't know that. Um, it's a big conference. It's a game um, conference, but it's more focused on developers and they have lots of trade show stuff, um, talking like industry stuff, but there are game announcements that the general public cares about, like this one. So, Sony finally announced um, a released. Well, not a date, but a window, October, for the PlayStation VR. And more importantly, they announced the price. Hello, everyone. Today I have some exciting news that I wanted to share with you directly. PlayStation VR will launch in October of 2016, priced at $399, 399 euros, and 44,980 yen. For over two decades, we've aspired to take gamers somewhere greater. And we believe that virtual reality is the next step on that journey and will usher in an entirely new era of gaming. That's so cheap! Compared to the Oculus Rift, which will be 600 and HTC Vive, which will be 800 So they come in looking pretty good on price point. Everyone knows that they're not going to be as technically powerful, but there's a lot of PlayStation 4 owners um, who would be more likely to get into VR for an additional $400 than the price would be to buy a PC that can run an Oculus, first of all, or an Yeah. Oak. And then, on top of the getting the PC, to spend another six to $800. Um, I mean, you would, you'd want Vibe. You wouldn't want Oculus. Well, either way. Um, and Plus, you have to have a whole room for the Vive. Well, going with PlayStation VR, you know it's going to work with your system because it's built it's for true. that system. So you don't, have to wor you don't have to worry about whether you have the latest graphics card. All that hassle is taken care of. $400 is a lot, but compared to the competition, it looks pretty good. Yeah. They also announced that between October and the end of the year, there'll be 50 games released um, for the VR. Now, whether that's like 50 real games or like, for example... 50, like, Link's Archeries. For example, you get uh, play Playroom for free when, okay. when you buy the VR, and that includes six games. So, you know, is that counted out of this 50? Six, or is that counted as one? Right, we don't know that for sure, um, but they are saying it's got a lot of support. Um, there's 230 developers um, who are going to be making games for VR. Um, that's true. That's a lot of potential games coming out. And that's one of the things people are worried about for VR is, will I buy this expensive piece of equipment and then not get any games to play mm -hmm. for it? So Sony, at least, has got pretty strong messaging saying, hey, if you invest this money, yes, we'll have some games for you to play down the road. Yeah. Now, the nice thing about VR, before we get off this topic, is that I never even thought about I was listening to uh, some of other podcasts, mm -hmm. and they were talking about VR, and they were talking about the theater, what they're calling the theater experience. Right. And so I'm really excited for the theater experience. Uh, PlayStation will, VR will support that. Where you will can, they? Yes, you can watch. Movies. Movies. With or, your friends. Well, with your friends, I'm not sure about that, but you can watch content in your VR headset. Oh, so see, what they were talking about was... That they have, it's not been confirmed with any of the companies, mm -hmm. but there, there's inklings that they're going to be selling like, uh, say if we were to go to Cinetopia, okay, you and I, we sit right. next to each other at the movies and we can watch a movie together. Okay. Now, think of it as in TV, you can rent a movie from your TV. Sure. So they were talking about how in the, with this technology, it's actually doable. To where you each person with a VR headset could rent a movie 
join a quote-unquote auditorium okay. and watch the movie together. Interesting. I find that very interesting and scary all at the same time. Why would you ever leave your house again? Exactly. It's a brave new world. We'll see if VR actually what sticks. What movie was that? I have no idea. What, the movie where they like all plug into like different like robots and shit, and they go around there except for the one husband who's like a real human. Mm. He like unplugs. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. If you know, write us at <laughs> mail at plugandplayproduction.com. So uh, that's our first news story. Why don't you take us to our next one? Alright, so guys, The Division keeps breaking records and has finally surpassed Destiny. So, the makers of The Division, Ubisoft, or Ubisoft, um, has touted The Division's strong performance in their latest press release today, saying that it has generated more than $330 million worldwide in its first five days, beating out its competition, a.k.a. Destiny, who only brought in three hundred and I want to say tw- yeah three hundred twenty five million in its first five days after launch. Um, although Destiny players also accrued a hundred million hours in that game during launch week, Activision reported. Um, Ubisoft says they are on track to beat that. Wow! So that is fucking insane. That's a lot of. Game hours. That's a ton of game hours. And, uh, you know, I'm not hearing anybody, like, extremely overjoyed with that game. So I'm kind of surprised. Like, I hear people like it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like, I also hear, like, people are like, oh, it's a good game. Like, it reminds me of Destiny in that way a little bit. Like, yeah. People don't hate it, but they're not super excited about it. But people are still buying it. Right. So I need to... Make a plug and play game that's not plug and play that's available on Steam, but a different plug and play game that people are like, my, it's a pretty good game, but not like hating on it, right. and then just spend a shitload of money on it. Gotcha. So, Tim, you got the next one? Sure. So, Ark Survival Evolved um, launched a spin off game, which is kind of like a Hunger Games style game today on PC. Um, it was originally a player mod, um, but now they're giving it its own game. It's going to be called Ark Survival of the Fittest. A multiplayer online survival arena um, where you can try it for free right now on Steam Early Access and it'll come to consoles later. It supports up to 72 players on the game's official servers and unofficial servers can theoretically host up to 200 players. Um, so yeah, if you want to like play Hunger Games in a dinosaur world, um, you can get Survival of the Fittest. Sounds pretty fun. I think we have some audio for that. Everyone will converge in the middle of the map, and it, it will like be a already have an engagement here. A saddled raptor already, and it looks like throwing down some foundations. They're definitely going to be making pikes, mm-hmm. and most likely crossbows, and maybe even guns. Oh no, it's going to be over, that's it! What are they going to be able to do? They're taking out all of their tanks! Booking it like my mama would chase me when I was a kid, just straight out of there. <laughs> I'll see your army and raise you a dragon gone from an underdog to back on top. Tribe eliminated. This is a yes, and he's going in for it. Oh my yes. god! He doesn't see what I'm I cannot <laughs> believe what I'm seeing. Who is going to be 
G-Rex found Big vs. Mike, they are stabbing each other. This is savage! They are all going in. Point blank. Be a man. Kill someone. This isn't your normal battle royale. No, this is the survival of the fittest. Check it out if you're interested in uh, killing people in Dinosaur Land. What's our next story? All right, guys. So, Microsoft announced this week. This is the big news for me. This is the one that we've been holding this back. This is the biggest news for me. There is another news story, but this is the biggest news story for me. Microsoft announced this week a big new feature for Xbox owners, cross-play, cross-network play. It's something that the software giant has hinted at for years, and it now seems the reality for of PS4. Xbox One and PC players playing the same game together might finally happen. Um, so basically, as far as I understand it, Xbox One is starting with Rocket League. They're opening it up to cross-network play with PC players and have enabled it for PS4 players. Sony has yet to respond as whether they were going to open up their ports to allow Xbox in. Mm -hmm. So Sony is still unheard of. This is still not confirmed with Sony as far as I know. But we do know for a fact that in the coming future, which I believe is next month, um, which would put us in April, um, or maybe it's the end of March. I'm not sure. Either March or April, they're going to be allowing... Uh, they're going to be patching their servers, allowing Rocket League players on Xbox One and PC to cross-play. If this happens, a little indie game called Rocket League will have probably the biggest significant impact on console gaming that I can think of. Now, the thing is, I've been touting this for years. I'm PC gamer, and you can call me PC elitist if you want, but this is the biggest step forward in our industry that we could do as an industry is to come together as one, put our console wars aside, and make what's going to be best for us as gamers is what they're going to be focusing on. Because now you eliminate console wars, except for specific titles like Halo, and Gears of War, and Forza, and just the rare one-off games that are big titles that are console exclusives. Everybody could theoretically play Division whether you had Xbox One or PlayStation 4. Exactly. Games like that. I mean, the gamers win. No way around it. Um, so I'm extremely excited to see what Sony's response is. Balls in Sony's court. Microsoft says yes. Let's see what Sony says. Microsoft says yes. You know, I've heard other people saying, well, Nintendo's going to jump on board. I say Nintendo no. Nintendo has a very backwards... Nintendo uh, is very traditional. Not I wouldn't say it's backwards. I'd no. say it's very traditional. Friend codes, buddy. Friend codes. Backwards. That's pretty fucked up, but... They're, they're not only traditional, they're backwards. They are like, no, 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 you can't give away your user information. You've got to hide behind this giant wall. That's true. I don't see Nintendo doing this for another 10 years. I don't see Nintendo ever doing it. And I'm fine with that. Nintendo is a very traditional company. They've made it very clear they don't care about third party. Nope. They Def don't want third party. Deathly clear with the Wii U. Exactly. Um, but for Sony and Microsoft, they have, and actually if you look at the structure of the companies, there's a lot of crossover. A lot of people that work for Sony now 
used to work for Xbox mm-hmm. or Microsoft in general. So maybe they got some buddies that, hey. I'm thinking, you know, the the lines are starting to get a lot grayer than they used to be, and it's good for us. So I'm very excited for this. Um, do you have anything else for us, Tim? I mean, there's another story, but after that, um, you had the last one. I don't have a link, so I can't c- comment on that. No. Um, we did the division. Oh, I think we'll just move on. Let's move on to game releases. No yeah, there's a shitload of them, so there's have whole, fun. I'm just going to go down. Um, just don't s- skip my favorite one. EA Sports, UFC 2, coming out for Xbox One, PS4. Where the fuck's a PC? I would buy it. This is the fucking thing. Is I, I love that game on PS3. I have, I have a UFC Undisputed 1 for PS3. EA says no. I know. EA says no to all my... I want the football fucking NFL 2K16. Can't fucking well, get it. Well, EA's going to give you Need for Speed on PC. I am buying that. And so, actually, cdkeys.com... EA gives, EA takes away. cdkeys.com, you can go get it for $40 right now. Cool. Uh, Marvel Gra- Battlegrounds comes out for pretty much everything. Salt and Sanctuaries coming out for PS4, Vita, and PC. Samurai Warriors 4 Empires, which I believe there's a review of that on the ButtonSmashers.com. Uh, PS4, PS3, and Vita. Sebastian Rally Evo comes out for Xbox One, PS4, PC. And the game I'm going to mispronounce to the horror of some of the editors. Here, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't worry about it. Go for it. Senren Kagura Estival Versus. So it's like a, S, like a festival without the F? Exactly. Well, I want to F during my festival. <laughs> That's no fun. Sheltered comes out. Xbox One, PS4, PC. Tetrabot and Company, also Xbox One, PS4. Oh, speaking of Tetra, or Tetris, mm-hmm. we played Tetris at the fucking Ground Control. The original arcade. Tetris? No, the combat. So the two v the one v one. Nice. Holy shit! I thought I was doing epic. Like I had two lines. That's it. Mm-hmm. Gabe had a shitload of lines. He still fucking beat me. I don't understand that shit. All right, moving on. We got tons more releases here. World's fastest piece pizza comes out on PC. That's by Tim. Um, Dungeon. Of Actually, the... no, it's not. But I it's have good no pizza. idea. Uh, Dungeon of the Endless Xbox One. <laughs> Pharaoh Rebirth comes out for PC. That's disgusting. Pokemon Tournament comes out for Wii U. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse comes out for Xbox One. No one on Xbox is going to know what that game is. Um, Neptunia U Action What the fuck? It's coming out for PC. That should be a Wii U game. Has U. Neptunia U. Neptunia U. Yeah, but Space U. It should be on the Wii U. But nobody plays games on Wii U, so they're like, we want to make some money. Hashtag fail. So it's coming out for PC. Uh, 101 Ways to Die also comes out on PC. Look for the sequel, 102 Ways to Die, next year. Cat Lateral Damage, where you get to beat a cat and knock shit over, comes out for PS4, March 22nd. Day of the Tentacle Special Edition, PS4, Vita, and PC, March 22nd. This is a game I played way back in the day. Okay, hold on. Before well, actually, finish the lesson, and I'll say this. Um, So this is one of the original-style adventure games that... Telltale kind of made a resurgence with, but this is like a LucasArts game. There was two companies that made text adventure. Well, not text adventure. There was graphics, but you had to like click all like click talk and then click. Of course, it was, it was it, a very old '90s. Or, it was tedious, yeah. but um, two companies made games for it: Sierra and then LucasArts. And LucasArts the same as Star Wars. Kind of, and um, LucasArts. 
I think made the more fun games of the two. Okay. Um, and Day of Tentacles, one of the best. So I'll probably huh. be picking this up at some point. Um, also coming out, or did you have something to say? Go ahead. No, I'm gonna wait till you're done. All right, almost to the end of the list. Hang on, folks. Oh wait, there's another page. Shit. Yep. All right, Dragon Fantasy: The Black Tome of Ice, <laughs> PS4, Fallout 4 DLC, the very first one. Finally, March 22nd, we have a date. Atomotron is the name of the DLC, and then we have Lickdum. <laughs> Lick- <laughs> <laughs> Look dumb battle mage uh, for Xbox One and PS4. Nelly Kudalot, the foul fleet. That sounds fucking weird. PC, Mac, and Linux. Out of the park baseball for PC. Oh, well, shit. At least I can fucking play my baseball games. Almost there, folks. Republic for PS4 and Trackmania Turbo for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. I'm Those not going to lie. I am extremely excited for Trackmania because I hear so many people talking about it. But now what I was going to say, Tim, is mm-hmm. if you go through this list, do you realize that majority of this is PS4? There's a lot of PS4 releases. No, They're... no, no. They're all PS4 unless they're a Wii U or PC. There is no Xbox One exclusive. No, there was one. Shantae Where? the Pecker. <laughs> Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Oh, okay. Which no one will know what the hell that is. So on the 18th, you Xboxers, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, that is the only exclusive there, you're There's another one. The Dungeons month. of the Endless is another one. Well, fuck off, okay? For Dungeons <laughs> But you're right. The majority list is all PC or PS4 and possibly PC. Yeah. Xbox One is like, uh, we, got, we got Shantae? Yeah. I'm... And they're not going to know what that is because that's been on Nintendo platforms primarily. Really? Yeah, Xbox One owners not going to know what the hell to do with Shantae. Do you by chance remember like... Uh... Were you a big N64 person? Not as big as you, because that oh, was your okay. first system. Never mind. There was a uh, ninja game on there that, like, nobody remembers, but I fucking loved that game. Well, if you remember the title, it might help. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. All right. We'll get back to you on episode 85. Well, until, until then, we have a question of the week for you. Do you remember what it was, Zach? Because I don't. I do. All right, so, what's our question of the week? Do you think that the PlayStation VR... Will, you don't remember the question. I don't remember the question. <laughs> do you think the low price point of the PlayStation VR will Bam. make VR a success? Do you think that is an entry point where people are like, yeah, I want to strap something to my face and feel like I'm going to vomit because everything's moving so fast? Yeah, ride my face. Um, ride my face, PS4 exclusive. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, we'll try to make a better um, crafting of that question, but basically, do you think... PlayStation's low price point will make it the winner for the VR race? Or do you think VR is not quite ready for consumers? Just tell us what you think in general about VR coming up this year, because it's all going to launch pretty soon, and I don't know, are you planning to get VR? Just... just VR, question mark? Question mark VR. Just tell us what you think about VR. Alright guys, until next time on episode... 85, when I tell you what the fuck the name of that video game was on the N64 and that I'm excited like, for. we're all like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Exactly. Don't forget to... Oh, wait, wait, wait! Check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter at plug and play cast. Instagram at plug and play cast. Check us out on youtube.com because we got some really cool shit going up there. We do. And um, check us out at thebuttonsmashers.com. So until next time, guys, don't forget to... Prime and shine.